Hello people, you're welcome to Pro Masterclass. My name is Tola T.A. Alabi. And um, today I, I really want to spend some time talking to the small companies, um, the small businesses. Because um, I've had, I, I would say over the period of my career, I've had the opportunity to work with more small companies, medium companies than big companies. Um, I think I can I can actually say I've only worked with one big company throughout my career. Most of them have been medium-sized companies to small companies, and um, so so w when I look when I think of a big company, I'm thinking of a company that might be a multinational. You understand? So if your company is not a multinational, you are, you are restricted to a state, you are restricted to a city, then you might be a small and medium company. Um, at least by my definition. So, um, I've had the opportunity to work with a lot of small and uh, medium companies. And to be honest, it has always been a pleasure working with small and medium companies because um, you find yourself talking, you are right in the heat of things. Um, you, you are close enough to the founders to feel their emotion and to, um, to, to know their why Know, to have really honest, deep conversations. Um, when you're working with the big companies, there's a lot of there's a lot of hierarchy, um, a lot of protocol, a lot, a lot of bureaucracy going on. Um, so it, it, you need to really have a tough skin to be able to work in in um, work with a big company and even work in a big company um, because the the structure there is very formed. Unlike with the small, medium company where they are still, you know. They're still flexible, you understand? They haven't formed yet. Um, so I, I particularly enjoy working with them. And, and that's why I've always tried to position myself as a consultant to these type of companies. Now, that said, I, I, I kind of realized um, a mistake that I have been making and a lot of other brand consultants tend to make. Um, because I've had the privilege to sit in on some um, brand consulting sessions by um, various experts, you understand, in the field of branding. And a lot, some, some people are experts by virtue of the fact that they've spent a lot of time doing it. Um, some people are experts by the, by the virtue that they've exposed themselves to a lot of um, branding material. And um, they have some level of schooling, formal education in maybe branding and marketing. Um, but one thing I realize is when, when I listen to lectures and when I have given lectures in the past, there's, there's a mistake we make as brand consultants and I feel it really doesn't help these companies, these small startups and these small, um, small and medium-sized um, enterprises. Um, we, you know, we have this tendency to quote or to reference the really big brands. And I'm talking about not just big brands, but the really big ones, the real Goliath amongst them. We have this tendency to reference them. Uh, so, so you find a lot of um, brand um, consultants talking about um, referencing Coca-Cola. Those are the usual suspects. Coca-Cola, Apple, Nike, um, you know, those are the usual suspects, Coca-Cola, Nike, um, Apple, Mercedes-Benz, and um, we find ourselves talking about these guys. 
but these are really big companies and I feel it does more of a disservice to the small companies because the truth is the small companies can get inspired by these big companies but can they really learn from the marketing strategy or the branding strategies of these big companies where they are right now so we find ourselves showing examples of what coca-cola is doing right now or what nike is doing right now or what apple is doing right now that is brilliant and um we kind of show this to these small and medium-sized companies and they kind of think like that's what i should be doing right now but the truth is they can't do it they don't have the resources to do it it's a wrong image we are showing to them and that's just like someone that wants to go into bodybuilding a young guy a young lady that wants to go into bodybuilding and we start out by showing them um the video of somebody who has been bodybuilding for the past 20 years and they're all jacked up and muscular and you know everything is well formed and we show them video of them lifting like ridiculous amount of weight you see that video can inspire but it doesn't show that young person that is going into bodybuilding how to how to go into it what he needs to do on the first day of bodybuilding what he needs to keep doing within the first year of bodybuilding I would go allowed to say that video might almost discourage that first-time bodybuilder from even going into bodybuilding at all. And that's what we do. You see, I, I read a lot of brand articles and they talk about this usual suspect, Coca-Cola, Nike, Apple, to companies that are not on that level yet. And I think that kind of reflects some amount of laziness on the sides of the brand consultant. You see, because it means we are not willing to go into the field to really find those relatable companies in our environment that we can quote. Those people that are not in books, they are not on the internet, there are not, there are not a lot of articles about them. It's so easy to go to the library and get a branding book and go to the internet and get a branding article on these big companies. But it takes a lot of work and intentionality to go out to the field and really see a five-year-old company that has made ridiculous amount of progress within the first five years. That is the company that somebody who is starting out would want to see. That is the company that someone who is in their first five years would want to see. Somebody who is their mate that is doing it right. Those guys are not out there. They are like hidden treasures that we need to find, but a lot of brand consultants are not going out to look for them. And that's why you see small companies starting out the wrong way. And I'll use my company as an example because we had an experience. Now, I've been a designer for a while, but as um, a brand consultancy, we, we, we kind of started in 2021, officially, as TA Consulting. Um, and that's me and my partner. And I will say, I will say one of the first critical mistakes that I feel that we made as a company going out was we came out like we were an established consulting company. 
So we did, we invested a lot of time and money in creating visuals and videos that were reflecting companies like Pentagram, which have been doing it for years right now. And um, we kind of, okay, how would they present themselves? So we looked at established branding agencies and we kind of copied their template. And we did what I, what I would regard as abstract content. And that is what small companies do not understand. When you are a small company, you don't want to go abstract. You don't want to go abstract. You want to go literal in a smart way. So you see, when companies kind of look at big companies that do really abstract ads, like I've, I've met some people that have, that have shown me, oh, I really love that um, Apple Think Different ad campaign. You know that they are that they are really popular think different ad and they showed everything they never showed um, a computer and it was so emotive so emotional award-winning um, advert I, I dare to say one of the most groundbreaking adverts of a century almost you understand you can't count like top 20 adverts and not put that in there over the last century yes it was a great advert did it help Apple, yes. Did it position them in a different way? Yes. But then we must look at context, not just content. Apple did not put that ad on their first day of launch. It wasn't the first ad they had put out. It wasn't. As a matter of fact, people do not understand that Apple was already a successful company when they put out that ad. They were already making a lot of money. As a matter of fact, it was, a it was an, an advertising agency called TBWA which is a very big advertising agency that developed that ad for them. I'll ha have you know that that ad was developed in 1997. And Apple, at that point, was already a 21-year-old company. It was not a young company anymore. It was 21 years old. Because Apple was founded in 1976. That their abstract ad... was 21 years after they were founded. <clears throat> I dare to say that if they tried that within their first five years, that ad wouldn't have hit home the way it hit home when they did it. And that's one thing we need to understand, content and context. A lot of time we just take content and forget context. And that's what, it's, it's not really the small businesses fault. It's, it's, I think it's the brand consultant or the brand expert, the branding expert who are showing the small businesses the wrong things. And the small businesses are thinking this is what we need to adopt. And they spend the resources which they don't have to adopt these things that don't really connect. And that is where small businesses miss it altogether. That's where they miss it altogether. That, that's where the mistake the small businesses make. That's where it's rooted. Where we adopt the big business mentality. And I dare to say that the way to be successful as a small business, the secret ingredient of being successful as a small business is thinking like a small business. 
think like a small business. That is the only asset that the big business doesn't have. The big business, their blind spot is that they can't think like a small business anymore. They are detached from those problems that the small business can identify. But a lot of small business look down on thinking like a small business and they try to think like big business, which they don't have the experience and the resources to think like them or to execute such thoughts. So as a small business, you need to learn to think like a small business. That is your asset. That is what the big businesses admire about the small businesses. You see, I look at David and Goliath. You see, the reason why David was able to kill Goliath was Goliath was not prepared for a sling and a stone. He was prepared for experienced soldiers that had shields, armors, arrows and swords. But then came this young man that made him know that "Mm -mm, I have an instrument or a weapon that you never thought of. You were blindsided to it. It was in your blind spot. That was David's strength. And that's what you need to start thinking like as a small business. You cannot go abstract like Apple or abstract like Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola can afford to show you an ad without showing you the product. They can afford to do that and and it will still inspire you to drink the product. Coca-Cola doesn't have to show you an ad with a photo, doesn't have to show you a photo with someone drinking Coca-Cola, although even though they still do, but they don't have to. All they need to do is put that name out there and put a photo of someone smiling and to make you go and buy Coca-Cola. But the context is Coca-Cola is in a special club it's in a special club called the 100 Club. And that's, those are companies that have been able to stay in existence. Few companies that have been staying in existence and thrive over the past 100 years. Coca-Cola is in that club. So that means they've spent the last 100 or over 100 years putting things in context. So when they do that, they can afford to roll out ads that are abstract because this, their context is already smeared into your subconscious. So you would help them fill in the gaps. But a new company cannot do that because there's no context. So the gaps will remain gaps. So what people see with Coca-Cola and say, wow, this is good, applaud it and give them awards, they'll look at the small company and be like, huh? I don't get it. And the small company is thinking, why don't you get it? Coca-Cola did the same thing, but they've forgotten that Coca-Cola had had years, almost a century, of context setting. So every content would subliminally be put in context by the observer. So you must learn to think like a small company. Go literal. Tell them what you can do for them, literally tell them but go literally in a smart way in a smart way tell a smart story not an abstract story a literal story that is smart that is emotional that is passionate that they can say this is what i'm going to get because that's how the average client thinks this is what i'm going to get from this company
don't leave them to think what could I get. There is um, there's, there's a documentary I watched on Netflix, and I, I, I would suggest anyone that has Netflix should take the time to watch it. Funny enough, I'm talking about Netflix, but Netflix is one of those companies that was also able to blindside a big company. But then, watch this content on Netflix. Um, the documentary called Untold. Um, they have a lot of episodes, but this one about a, a, a company called And One. And One. Um, and one was pretty big then in the um, early 2000s, I guess. And um, they're not as big right now. But when they came out, I, I actually thought and one was a subsidiary of Nike. When I heard of and one, like early 2000s, I thought it was a subsidiary of Nike. But I just got to realize that they were a different company altogether. They were able to give Nike a run for their money for a period of time. And that's because... They were able to take advantage of the blind spots of Nike. Nike was a big company already by then. But they saw the blind spots. And they were able to take basketball because they deal in basketball gear and stuff like that. Just like sporting gear. Just like Nike. And they were able to see that Nike was not concentrating on street culture. And they were able to take the brand to the street. And get like the street basketballers because they couldn't afford the NBA players. So they went to people that were doing street basketball and they got those people, they recruited those people to be the ambassadors. It was a brilliant move. But only a small company would have seen that because Nike was so far away from the streets. So they, so you see, and one understood the street culture. Nike understood the corporate culture, the shop culture. And that's how they were able to shake Nike for a very long time. At a point in time, Nike started copying their ads and their style. You see, that is what small companies, you see, at that point, and one would have been a good reference for anyone starting out, not Nike. And that's where we miss it as small companies. That's where we miss it as brand consultants. Those are the things we are meant to think about. As a small company, literal and smart not abstract never abstract you don't have the resources to be abstract a lot of time we underrate the resources that go into what these big companies put out there you are trying to write the copy on your own the big companies are employing the best copywriters as in the best the best copywriters that you can't hold a candle to to write their copy. What the best copywriters cannot do is tell your story as a small company. Nobody can tell your story better than you. And that's where you need to tell your underdog story. But to try to write copy like Coca-Cola or Nike or Apple, it's almost an impossibility. You can't do it. And you cannot hire the people that do it without going bankrupt. These other companies can. So I hope, I hope this podcast helps someone to put things in context. And I hope it helps us as brand con- uh, um, consultants and branding experts to do more work, more hard work, 
not just picking up a book, not just reading an article on the internet, not just bagging a degree in branding and marketing, but actually going out to the field. Going out to the field and finding, like gold, those companies that are relatable, those companies that are doing well even though they are not on TV and they don't have the notoriety yet to have articles written about them. Those companies that will be the Nikes and the Facebooks and the Coca-Cola if they are just given the next 10 years or 15 years. We need to find them in their infancy. That's what makes you an expert, a brand expert at the end of the day that you are able to find these things, not the surface things that we read or the surface things that we watch and just come out and spill them to people who cannot relate. Because the truth is that even a lot of the brand experts cannot relate. All they are talking about is head knowledge. How many of us have actually been inside Coca-Cola working with them to really say this is what they are doing aside what an article tells us? The companies you want to quote are the ones that you want to say, I worked with them. I saw it happen. I know how it started. That's the one that you're truly an authority at. Every other thing is secondary knowledge. I hope this class helps us to think about our business.